Welcome to this episode of TechSess. I'm Mark Rodell, and today I'm going to discuss a few things that will help drive your business success into 2022 and the technologies that you need to have in place. Welcome to TechSess, the show that provides the information you need to know so that technology can help your business to be more successful. So it's that time of the year where you're probably thinking about your business goals for 2022. And if you haven't given that some thought already, it's really time to do some thinking and get your strategic plan created for the year. Now, it's perfectly acceptable to do this with a glass of wine or beer in your hand. And regardless of what your business goals are, technology is always going to have a part to play in helping you to get there. So listen in as I discuss five things that will help drive your business in 2022. So first on the list at number one is better project management. Now, every business has projects and tasks and you know lists of things that need to be completed and you need to keep this organised. And having the right tools in place will make this much, much easier. So if you're still using Excel or Outlook tasks to manage tasks and projects in your business, then you really need to consider implementing a project management system or solution piece of software. Using something like Asana, which is what I use, you can create projects with tasks and milestones and you can assign tasks to other users in your business and add start and finish dates or just pick a date that a task must be completed by. And this is really useful to get an overview of everything that needs to be done to complete the project. Here's a real example of how I've used Asana recently. So we exhibited at a business event a couple of months ago and so I created a project for this in Asana and I started adding subsections for things like travel the exhibition stand that we needed to have made up and any market materials and things. So within travel, I added tasks for things like book the hotel rooms, you know, arrange the parking, etc. For the exhibition stand, you know, I needed to decide what type of stand we're going to purchase, have the artwork designed, have that printed, and then have that stand be delivered by a certain date and time for us to go to the event. So having to find out from the company that was providing the stand, what their lead time was. So then I could work back from that to say, well, what time do we have to have the artwork signed off by, et cetera, et cetera. And having all these dates in the project and against the task to make sure that nothing got missed and things got done by the date they had to be done by. And this was the same for any market materials where there's subtasks for the design, the print, the delivery. We also took some prizes to this event. So we took a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of champagne to give away to people we know at the event when we were there. So there was tasks allocated for someone to have to go and purchase these. So it might seem like you're having to create lots of little tasks, but these are all things that need to be done and they're all important. And the only way to track and ensure that everything that you need to get done gets done and by the time it needs done is to plan it out like this. And trust me, it removes a massive amount of stress about having to remember everything in your head. Of course, there's loads of project management tools out there. Like I said, I use Asana. But you may have to try out a few different systems out there to find what fits your needs best. Number two on my five things to help drive your business in 2022 is easier collaboration. Now, within Asana and assume other project management tools, there are ways to add notes and comments to tasks that other people can see. But that's not a communication tool. You will still want a slick way of having an easy and secure place to enable your team to communicate better. And this is where something like Microsoft Teams comes in. Now, I know loads of businesses have started using Teams since COVID and the pandemic and working from home and whatnot, but there's a lot more that can be done with Teams than just using the chat feature. 
you'll likely find that some of the other software you already use in your business can integrate with Teams, which further streamlines your communication. For example, instead of having to manually check Google Analytics to see your web stats every day, I've got an integration where Google actually sends the data as a report into one of my team's marketing channels and, like I said, does this every day, even at the weekends. And this makes it really easy to keep an eye on how our website is performing without having to go and look at Google Analytics manually. Now, this might save 10 minutes per day, but of course that adds up. You could argue that getting this type of information is too frequent every day. I mean, I'm a bit of a stats there, so I quite like seeing it every day. But if I had to manually check, there's no way I could do it every day because it would just take too much time. But the integration makes it easy. So it's literally a quick glance at the Teams message. It literally takes like 10 seconds rather than having to find that time to manually go and do it, you know, in your busy day. Another easy win for collaboration is to store data in something like Microsoft SharePoint, which allows multiple people to open and edit the same files at the same time. So if you're working on a Word file or an Excel file, you don't have to worry about who's got the file open and someone else can't work on it. Because traditionally, if you're storing data on site, as you probably know, when someone opens a file, it locks the file so only one person can edit it. Those days are kind of gone. And this also works in OneDrive. You know, if you choose just to share a file with a colleague or colleagues and multiple people can do it, it's not restricted, just two people. So there's no more having to email files back and forward and resulting of multiple copies of the same thing, a different version of the same thing and try to figure out which one's the latest one and then someone overwrites a file and all those days of having to you know, manage files like that are gone when everyone just works off the same hymn sheet, if you like, the same version of the truth, right? If you're still storing data locally and you're not making use of things like SharePoint, consider making 2022 the year that you make that migration to the cloud. And if you want to discuss how we can help with that project, then please just reach out, get in touch. Number three is time management. If you're a business that sells time, then you better have a good way of tracking it. For us here at M3, our technicians log the time that they work on customer projects and tickets in our help desk system. And this allows us to track the time worked by each individual person and also monitor how much time has been spent on each ticket, on each project and ultimately on each customer. Not only is this beneficial for us, but it creates transparency and trust with customers as we can actually show the time logged against every ticket. This would also apply to other businesses such as electricians, plumbers, if you're a construction company, graphic designers, I could think of lots of examples, but essentially any business that charges a labor rate for work, because if you're not on top of this, it's highly likely that you're not actually earning the hourly rate that you think you are. Number four is key strategic indicators. So do you have a clear set of key strategic indicators or KSIs that you track within your business. For example, at M3, we track things like our monthly revenue, our profitability, our response time to tickets, our effective hourly rate, which is the actual hourly rate that we earned, and our customer satisfaction scores. We review our KSIs every month in our monthly management team meetings, and by having a KSI tracker, you can measure your performance against your baseline target. And this is important because if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. But how can technology help track your key strategic indicators well i'll be honest with you here at m3 we just use good old-fashioned excel for this because you know this is quite a custom thing to your business so to find a piece of software that allows you to track things that you specifically want in your business you know i'm sure there's systems out there for certain industries and businesses that do allow you to track these things but for us it was a case of identifying what are the things that we want to track and then having a master excel 
file for all our KSIs where we actually track this data. And then because it's in Excel and you've got the data, you can create some graphs and charts to can actually show the data trending over time so you can actually make this decision. So not a huge way that technology can help make this easier and improve this, but, you know, I thought KSIs, you know, if you're a business that's not got any, then you're not tracking any, then this is definitely something that we found to be highly effective in helping us to manage our business and, and stay on target. And last but certainly not least here is customer experience. So you might argue that customer service is handled by the humans in your business, and I think you'd be correct in that, but your customer experience is a little bit different. I'd highly recommend that you read They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. It's by far one of the best business books that I've ever read, and it will change the way that you approach this. For example, can a customer easily find out the prices of your services or products on your website? Now, in your head, you probably just said no, because it depends on a lot of factors. Now, of course it does. And the customer already knows that it depends on a lot of factors, but you should be able to give the customer some idea of your pricing. If you sell fitted kitchens, you should be able to say our fully fitted kitchens start from £5,000. And that way, you ensure that you get inquiries from customers that have a budget that's at least £5,000 or over, and you don't have to spend time responding to inquiries to discover that the customer is looking for something that's below that price point. As a customer, there's nothing worse than wasting your time to find out that you can't afford something, right? I mean, I'm not going into a Lamborghini dealership to explore the prices and the finance options because I already know I can't afford a Lamborghini. But for the day-to-day -day kind of purchases in life, some people have no idea what things cost if you've never bought it before. If you've never renovated your kitchen before, you've probably got no idea what it's going to cost you to do that. So it'd be good to get some sort of indicative pricing so you can at least kind of budget for that. It's just quite frustrating from a customer point of view if it takes ages and you've got to have a meeting with some salesperson to find out that they're not for you, you can't afford it. And you'd also want to tell customers other things like what your typical turnaround time is and so on, so that customers have a good idea of what it's going to cost, how long it's going to take, etc. And most customers these days have a lot of these kind of questions and they want answers to before they actually have to speak to a human being. So how does technology help with this? Well, some of the things I've just mentioned can be handled simply with like an FAQ, it's a frequently asked questions page or a section on your website. And you've probably got that already just now, but it probably doesn't cover some of the things that I've just mentioned. So you might want to think about updating that and adding these things in, but read the ask you answer first and then come back to it. You could have an interactive chatbot on your website that asks the customer some questions and then gives appropriate responses. And then when a customer does want to you, how is that experience for them? If it's just submitting an online inquiry form, what does the thank you message say? Does it just say form submitted, something really boring like that? Does it take them to a page that thanks them for the inquiry and explains them what's going to happen next? For example, a member of our team will call you within 24 hours or we will email you with information, fact, find form that you can then fill out and send back to us. You know, whatever it is, you know, does it explain to the customer what's going to happen next? It's nothing worse than when you fill out an online inquiry form. It doesn't tell you anything. You just send it off into the ether and hope that someone's going to pick it up and hope that someone's going to get back in touch with you. If they call you, what does your phone system sound like? You know, does it convey you know the same professional image that your website gave them? Quite often, it's nice to well, it's easy in business to have a nice professional looking website, and then you call the business up and the phone just rings and rings and rings for like five minutes, and eventually someone answers it. And the person answers it isn't even the right person that should be answering the phone in the first place. What kind of image does it give them? 
when they call you and do you have other things like on hold music so the customer actually can listen to some professionally recorded information about your business and that is a good way to give the customer more information as well we do it here at m3 is there an auto attendant that allows the customer to choose which location or department within your business that they want to contact so they don't have to go through three people to get to the person they actually want to speak to and what does the employee answering the phone say do you even train staff on how to answer the phone because you don't want the customer to go through the whole process of looking at your website seeing your prices thinking everything looks really good phone system sounds professional and the person that answers the phone is not the right person to be speaking to a new customer so you've got to think about the whole customer experience so all these things combine to give the customer the trust in you to deliver what they want and technology does have an important role to to play in improving your customer experience i hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode and i hope you've taken away some little tips and you know advice on how to help drive your business success in 2022 and i wish you all the best of success in your business Texas is an M3 Networks podcast. Find out more at m3networks.co.uk.